So I got to start practicing some self-control. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay. Hello. Hi. Parlady Nation. We're, we're back here, again. sort of, we're sort of here. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're both extremely hungover, so just FYI. Bear gonna, with us. <laughs> we're going to pump up the jam here, <laughs> get it going. That's what I should have done. I should have had chalk jams going on. That would have been cool. That would have been a good idea. Get the get the blood flowing. Maybe I should do some jumping jacks or something. I might barf. <laughs> I would die. Yeah, it's really actually thinking about that makes me yeah. nauseous. I would fall over and die. Well, I'm Jess. I'm Rainy. And this is Women Can't Parlay back again <laughs> for another week. We had some scheduling conflicts this yes. week. So Yes, so we're actually recording a couple days earlier than usual. We have some scheduling conflicts with our actual jobs. So having to make a couple adjustments over the next like week or two shouldn't be too impactful, which I mean, we're usually kind of last to record <laughs> last anyway to record. because we're a podcast. So it's like by the time it actually gets out, it's old news. So it might just be a little more extreme yeah. in the next few episodes. We'll see. We'll see. Do our best. Yeah, this is episode 21. So in That's terms weird. of episodes, our podcast is legal drinking age. That is awesome. <laughs> well, maybe that's, we were celebrating yesterday. Yeah. That's why. Right. It, it's only fair that we come to this podcast hungover, number 21. Yeah. And justice, which I did. I did do it justice last night. Yeah. I, and we weren't together either, y'all. Yeah. So we just did this to ourselves separately and what a nightmare. Yeah. Um, Fucking baby showers, man. That's, that's what I'm talking about. We were both at baby showers. It's like, what is this debauchery? What's <laughs> like, wrong with us? Who goes to a baby shower and blacks out? Oh my us. God. Yeah, we do. Women can black out. These rooms are okay here, but I walked in and I was like, motherfucker, there's not a refrigerator because I brought my ice packs to ice <laughs> my face <laughs> and I found it. It's like hidden in a cabinet. So oh, thank God. That's the highlight of my day. <laughs> Yeah, the highlight of my day was that I opened my fridge earlier and forgot that I grocery shopped on Friday, so I can have carbs here. Hell yeah. I don't have to have them sent in. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just spent like $45 of the room service. Like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Not making good choices. Never, never. Well, before we really get into it, the other thing I wanted to mention, aside from our scheduling, is... We got a really, really kind shout out the other day from a fellow podcast. Very kind. Um, Yeah, super, super excited that they did that. The podcast is called Jump the Sharp, play on Jump the Shark, but they are, you know, a really awesome podcast, really good follow on Twitter as well. This was not an expected thing. It wasn't a planned tactic to promote one another or anything. It was just a genuine shout out that they gave us on their pod. You know, we're really appreciative that they did that. I had listened to their podcast before and we've interacted on Twitter quite a bit, but honestly just really enjoy their content, their social. They're very informative, very experienced, which we're not. So I mean, I highly recommend giving them a follow, go subscribe, rate, review them on Apple, Spotify, whatever your preference is for listening. But yeah, just big, big thank you to them for showing the love. I can't say, I can't put into words how thankful we are that they did that. I mean, it really just helps us affirm that we're not just wasting our time here. Yeah, for sure. My mom and sisters can tell me a million times that they like it, but I'm like, "Mm, you kind of, you don't have to say that, but like you're not going to not say Yeah, that. exactly. The people that we know who are listening, you know, we're very thankful that they do that as well, but mm-hmm. it just hits different when yes, somebody outside of our friends and family are like, Hey, this is a great podcast. Listen, it was just also very flattering. Cause they were like, these girls are cool. They're awesome. So- yeah, no, it was super flattering. I was like, I was like, we tricked someone into thinking we're cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm very confused by this, but I'm not going to mention anything. Cause I don't want them to take back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no takes these backsies. Super uh, cool. But yeah, give them a follow. Give them a listen. Jump the sharp. Moving on. Random question for today. God. What is your biggest fear? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I have a lot of irrational fears. 
I am terrified of heights and I didn't used to be, and I didn't even really realize it until my old age, but yeah. So, but I don't know anything really like suffocating, but that's like including drowning, including like, I don't know everything. I really do (laughs) like anxiety is a bitch. (laughs) Are you a spider's fear person? Not fear. I mean, I don't fucking like them. Okay. I couldn't remember. No, there seriously, there was a time in college. So we converted a garage into a room. So we had like both two queen size beds in there, each one of us. Like, so it was a gigantic dorm room basically. And she was gone. I got home and there was like, I'm pretty sure it was a grass spider, but they're huge, right? On our wall. And I walked in and I just was like, holy fuck, what am I supposed to do? So I called her, almost started crying. I'm like, what do I do with this? Like, I don't know, you know, like I basically like, I need my big sister here to kill the spider. (laughs) And she's like actually scared of them. So I had this like business book. So I just took it, threw it against the wall, but I missed and it fell. So (laughs) then it was like this whole, she's on phone with me the whole time. I'm like in tears, finally went and grabbed this like little handheld vacuum cleaner I had and sucked it up, but then was so terrified it was going to like stay alive. I shoved it full of like paper towels and let it sit there for like two weeks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like just empty it out, you know, but no. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I am scared spiders. Yeah, I don't know. Call heights because I mean, it's... I feel like heights are one of those things where I don't really sit here and think like, oh my God, I'm terrified of heights. And I don't really see that as a fear of mine, but I also think about it and I'm like, well, how often am I really just, you know, walking around on high beams and shit? I'm sure if I were in a situation of height, I would be scared, but it's not really one of those, I'm scared of heights things. I don't know. It just doesn't really resonate say mine well i'm gonna say two but snakes a big one for me i'm just i don't do snakes i hate them certain friends of mine tag me on snake videos all the time on facebook and i report them immediately (laughs) every time for like abuse violence so snakes are like a no for me and then i think my other one would just be like death just in general if i get thinking about that it's not a specific thing like drowning or suffocating or anything like that it's just if i really get into my head about thinking about death it really trips me out yeah no i mean i'm with you on that i think that's probably pretty common but i don't know it's not a specific thing it's just general like dying no i get it and i mean obviously that is terrifying so don't think about it because if that's one of those things where I will go down a rabbit hole and then it gets yes. real dark real quick. And it's yes. like, okay, that was especially terrible. the older I get to never care about turning ages. And then once 30 hit, it was, uh, it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't great. And now it's every year that I creep closer to yes. you know, 35 or whatever. And then I'm sure it'll just continue to get worse. I'm like, Oh, that's when my head really starts moving. Uh, no, I, I, absolutely get it. And that's why I've been trying to like mind fuck myself for the last couple of years into thinking, cool, I just turned 36. And that's one more year I got to have on this planet. So I try to be very thankful and hope that that turns into, you know, 80 or 90 or who knows, whatever. Right. Yeah, Whatever, totally. That's, that's I need to do that. I need to, yeah. I need to start mentally prepara- pre- preparing. Wow. Yeah. Already. Let's prep 20 seconds in prepping <laughs> myself some way to get into that mindset. But I mean, uh, you have to, because yeah. it, there's literally no other choice. You yeah. either die or you get older. Yeah. I mean, that's um, kind of stupid, but come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that kind of got a little dark and I wasn't expecting that. So sorry, everybody. That was a turn that wasn't meant to be taken. I will say too, I think the most common fear is public speaking. I'm not scared of oh, that at all. Fuck you. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, oh, I, like, I don't so know bad. why. I've just always been who I am and I've never met a stranger kind of thing. And public Do speaking you- doesn't bother me at all. Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> Do you God. remember? Oh God. Do you remember wedding? I did the second reading, I think. And my for, not a big wedding, right? Like no, there's like seven people there. Just kidding. That actually <laughs> might have been sounded but, mean. There was not, it was a very small wedding. No, not mean, but like some people just don't like, you know, it was a nice, quaint, private type wedding. Like it was, you know, mainly just yeah. family. Yeah. But I did the second reading. First of all, my choice of shoes was a horrific one at that. They were like <laughs> seven inch hooker heels that I had no business wearing. And they were like two sizes too small. Like it was Cinderella stepsister vibe. <laughs> like, oh, it was so bad. So I was uncomfortable sweating. And, you know, we went to Catholic school, FYI, everybody. So like, I pretty much had this reading memorized. 
and had to bring up it was a smaller wedding because I got up there and was like physically choking. My <laughs> eyes started watering and everybody really? there. Oh my God, dude, I still have, I get heart palpitate. You should check my pulse right now. Just thinking about that moment in time. And it was like the shortest reading ever, but I, I just, not. well, in it, if it makes you feel any better, I do not remember that oh at all. It, it lives in my nightmares. I had to do like a speech at the reception and that was kind of not, I wasn't scared of it. I just, I feel like I'm not good at writing speeches. So that was really more of where my head was at. was like, I thought it was a bad speech. I don't remember it, but that's not shocking because I don't remember anything apparently. But yeah, I don't think it sucked. I bet it was probably really good because you are really good at writing. So there's that. I am not. But anyway. Okay. Well, that is that. Moving on from death. Yes. Moving on from death. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> We're going to start today with the NBA news coming out yesterday in a battle for a loose ball. Atlanta Hawks player Solomon Hill was diving for the ball and ended up on LeBron James ankle, twisting it. And it brought him to the floor kind of in just, you know, what seemed like Agony. agonizing pain. Yes. Ultimately ended with LeBron having to leave the game ended up getting x-rays, MRI, and it was determined that he has a high ankle sprain and is out indefinitely for recovery. Is the actual fucking worst. You might as well break your ankle. That would be way better than a high ankle sprain. I've always heard that break is better than a sprain. That being said, unsure of the timeline for his return, this will most likely be problematic for the Lakers in terms of like their postseason efforts or wanting to make the postseason. For MVP stuff too, right? Exactly, yeah. And the Lakers are also down Anthony Davis, really just trying to fight and hold on for their position in the Western Conference. So we'll see what that means. I know accusations were also flooding in yesterday that Hill intentionally made this effort to take James out. He's clearly denying that claim. And I mean, I got to say personally, I watched it and I think it was very obvious that it was not intentional at all. I agree. Super unfortunate for sure. That's just, you know, kind of how sports go. Injuries happen, although, you know, it might have been a bit aggressive. Like he was just trying to make a play and ended up happening. But, you know, he definitely made a post on Twitter saying like it absolutely was not intentional. And he wished LeBron a speedy recovery. So crazy how people try to turn everything super dramatic. I'm just glad it wasn't like like a career ending injury. Because I mean, I always hate when athletes get injured because it really just is something you can't control necessarily and yeah. and it definitely kind of comes with the territory but never we'll want to see, see that best of luck speedy recovery yep. labor on so we'll see how that ends up for him and the los angeles lakers we will move on to nfl uh, we're going to start out with some concerning rumors coming out about Deshaun Watson. Turns out trade might not be the only thing that he has to worry about on his plate right now. Alleged rumors of misconduct, uh, specifically sexual misconduct surrounding Deshaun Watson. According to the attorney representing the alleged victims of the case, Tony Busby, more than 20 women have now come forward in claims of sexual misconduct. At this time, it's only civil lawsuits that have been filed, no criminal charges. However, according to Busby, he is going to be presenting evidence and affidavits to the Houston Police Department tomorrow morning, which is Monday the 22nd. I believe so far seven lawsuits have been filed. Sounds like 12. I read seven and then five were probably for sure coming. Yeah, I think now there's 22 women, I think, that have come forward. So from my understanding, the claims are surrounding Watson reaching out to massage therapists via social media, asking for their services, particularly specific services around certain parts of the body. I don't really know any specifics other than that, just that in his messages, he's very adamant about privacy and the accusations then claim Watson forced oral sex. He's obviously denying the allegation, saying that the only reason he needed to reach out to massage therapist on social media was due to the pandemic. Yeah, because his normal one isn't available or something. Right, right. So super concerning news. I'll have to follow and see where this takes us. I know the NFL is currently monitoring the situation as 
as are several teams who are interested in a trade for Deshaun Watson. You know, I definitely want to be respectful of the victims here in that we definitely want to get to the bottom of what actually happened, but also want to be mindful of that innocent until proven guilty. So we'll be interested to see what kind of facts come out about this and evidence that is supposedly going to be presented tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I've been following this a lot, but there was one. So because I was curious about the NFL and like the options that are out there, the teams that were interested in him. Well, for one, Sean Watson's uh, lawyer and agent is just kind of discrediting the whole thing and just acting like it's all bullshit, which that's your job. So I get it. But one um, thing I was watching where like one of the texts that, that came out um was specific to like the glute area like he asked specifically if she was comfortable whatever massaging right. the glute area and the guys talking about it were like i mean that's pretty normal especially for an athlete to need a lot of your body massaged yeah you know? totally so asking that really and especially asking if they're comfortable with it is one thing but if one thing leads to another and that gets more aggressive or whatever, then that in lies the problem, right? So definitely. But the thing I keep coming back to is there's still 22 women yeah. out there that are accusing something. So it just, it makes Absolutely. me super interesting. He even said like this month, something had gone down. Like somebody had yeah. come forward with an allegation from this month. I had so, heard the same. Yeah, it sounds see. pretty recent and I think spanned over the last six months to a year from what I understand. If, yeah, if, but if for even it to happen that. This, for, for it to happen this month after this had all come out, like that's pretty ballsy of him if it is true. I didn't realize the infraction this month had happened after these claims. I thought it was before. No, oh, that's, I heard it was after. Gotcha. That's wild. Well, right. And so, and who knows, right? Because these things get bent all the time. So we, we don't really know and we won't know until everything's exactly. out. But one thing I did think was pretty bullshit. Tony Busby like posted that official letter from the NFL that, oh, what's her name? The lead basically investigator for the NFL that's looking into this sent an email to Busby or sent a, a letter to him basically stating like, hey, we're looking into this, blah, blah, blah. But it like clearly states it's confidential. And he just like posted it on social media. Oh, wow. And and probably because the NFL and also the other teams that are interested in him, there don't there doesn't seem to be any type of reluctance. Yeah. With these and allegations, they're kind of just like, well, we'll see, but we're still interested. And there are probably a lot of other teams, even if it comes out and, it, and it's true and it goes to trial and he get, like settles or anything, there's still going to be a lot of teams interested. Yeah. There's a lot of past infractions with the NFL where it's really just like a slap on the wrist situation, move on. I think we, I mean, I don't really even want to like name names and get into specifics, but it, I think we definitely know a lot of times there's acceptable behaviors in the NFL and it's shitty and I think they need to do better on that. But it's really hard to speculate right now just because we don't know. Oh, oh, sorry. Almost like threw my computer off the table. <laughs> you know, like I said, I want to be respectful of the victims and realize that if they went through something like this, that's very traumatizing and Absolutely. that is fucked up. But at the same time, we know that it's still a pending investigation and, you know, want to be respectful and mindful of that as well. So we'll see what comes out and, and what comes of this. Honestly, it's, it's a shitty situation either way, right? Somebody is going to lose in this situation and not just monetarily. So. Well, and like you said, I mean, it is 22 women at the end of the day. And so that's a lot of women coming forward. And from what I understand, generally having the same story. Yeah. So definitely some concerns with this large concerns, but we'll just have to see what, what else comes out. But as far as the league coming out and saying they're kind of business as usual, just monitoring the situation. If I were a team that were considering a trade with Deshaun Watson right now, I'd be concerned. Yeah. I get that it's just allegations and we don't know yet, but let's figure it out before we just well, move forward. I know it's a, it's a plus and a minus, right? Because yeah. I hate cancel culture. So I, well, I don't like to say I hate cancel culture because there's certain people like R. Kelly being a good example that, oh, yeah. cancel like, that motherfucker. need to be canceled 
period, point blank. That's it. I do not appreciate cancel culture when it's opinion-based things being taken out of context, jokes that are being turned into facts. That's yeah, that I'm not on board with. So I I think at this point, you know, we as women can't parlay are just monitoring the situation and we don't want to get into specifics or speculation. We're just here to bring you what we know. And this is what we know at this moment. And for now, we're just going to continue to see what comes out. This might be one of those big sporting events that comes out on Monday where we might be a little bit behind the times as far as our podcast goes. So we'll see what happens. We shall. Hopefully there is not more sexual harassment happening because this just outrageously seems to be a reoccurring event. Yes. All right. We'll move on to our boy Juju Smith-Schuster. He is going to be returning to Pittsburgh in what was a shocking choice. He is receiving a one-year, $8 million contract, but it was at his preference to stay because he actually had bigger offers from the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Eagles, from what I understand. I was actually shocked he did accept that because he's so dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) He could have gotten a lot more, obviously, but loyalty or like, what is it? I think it's a couple things. And I will say it was more money, but a lot of the more money was a few million more dollars, like two or three more million dollars based on incentives. So not to act as though that's That's not not a lot of money because it is, and and especially when you're talking about an $8 million contract to turn that $8 million into 12 million or 13 million based on incentives. I would think that's something you generally would want to take, but I think there's a couple things here. I think loyalty might actually be part of it. I think with Big Ben being sort of on his last leg, he's like, all right, let's run it back. Let's go one more time, see what we can make happen. The Steelers kind of ended up being one of the most fraudulent teams, but let's not take away from their did deep do. run at the beginning of the season. Yeah. They were 11-0. and That's impressive. So I think maybe there's just a mentality of, hey, we did pretty well. Let's do it again. Let's see what we can make happen. Yeah. And the third thing I think is just obviously this year is sort of a bad year in terms of contracts for players. The cap space is down. The salary cap amount is down. The NFL profitability is down from COVID. So I think free agency is just going to be a little more lucrative for him to wait a year. Yeah. So I think that I think a lot of those things are going and, in his decision. Yeah. Just and good call, I think, right. honestly, because you don't have to start over. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, the opportunity next year could be a lot greater, but worst case, he gets to stay with the same team he's been playing with. Yeah. And and they weren't a bad team. Obviously he's proven himself on the field. From what I understand, he's a good guy in the locker room. Like he's a good locker room guy. And the community too. I think he does some like outreach stuff, which I think is cool, which is why I'm just not a big I don't get along well with cocky personalities and I'm not saying he's cocky, but I mean the dance, the TikToks yeah. and the dancing on the it, like logos and stuff like that. Like I, that is not a part of sports that I love. I mean, I get it right to a certain extent, but I just, it's not my cup of tea. So yeah, totally agree. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we definitely covered this on a few of our podcasts, a couple times that it happened in this last NFL season. He made some very arrogant TikTok videos where he was dancing on opposing teams logo in the middle of the field, which we all know you don't fuck with. And it was very jinxed situation because like when the game yeah when he made those videos i mean they ended up losing their games and losing to opponents that they were not expected to lose to so it was i mean i think at the end of it upper management and his other teammates came out and pretty much said please stop making these tiktok videos let's just not do this to ourselves so yeah but aside from that he seems to be like you said a great player on the field and off the field other than those weird tiktok jinx situations he's been a pretty all-around guy from what I understand so yeah but that was my take on why he chose to stay where he's at so we'll see yeah see if the Steelers can make something happen this year I I was surprised that Big Ben was coming back again so I'm not sure how much longer he's got but he's like uh, a Duracell battery like not an Energizer bunny uh whatever that brand is Energizer, I guess. Yeah, it keeps going and going and going. Yeah, but he's, I feel like he's more like a Duracell, which is just like, he just keeps getting knocked down and like just right back up again. And it's like, what? That guy's still here? Yeah. Like with Tom Brady, it's like, okay, got it. Obviously, he's going to be around for a while. Like, there's no questions. But with Big Ben, it's like, what? Yeah. Dude, like, <laughs> get, uh, do you get MRIs regularly? Because you probably should. <laughs> yeah, probably. 
So that's what's going on with Juju. Another trade we wanted to mention, he seems to be just always a hot topic of this particular podcast, but our boy Mitchell Trubisky signing with the Buffalo Bills. Maybe your boy, but... Yeah, I guess that's true. I I think he gets such a bad rap, so I am kind of excited about this for him because I think it'll be good for him to be officially a backup to where there's no questions of that yeah. but he is experienced right so he does still have a shot to prove himself as a decent quarterback and then hopefully maybe that can help untarnish his rep a little bit yeah I agree no question that he's going to be a backup here to Josh Allen but I think that I like this for the Bills and I like this for Mitch Trubisky I think it's a good place for him I think he needs a good reset (laughs) year and I think it would be good for him to be back up to Josh Allen I think he's going to learn a lot and I think in the same way give him an adjustment and just kind of like I said a reset and maybe then he can go and start for somebody the season after yeah for sure it's it's kind of a chance for him to reprove himself or just dig a deeper hole. I mean, one of the two is going to happen. Well, and I think too, he gets a lot of hate, but I, again, I've kind of defended him a little bit and or a lot of bit on this podcast, <laughs> but he made the playoffs two of three years. And I also think it's just going to be good for him to get out of the toxic management of the Chicago Bears. That is for sure. obviously a thing. So I just can really see him finding success somewhere else. I do not, <laughs> and I will not believe that he is a terrible quarterback. Yes. I don't know that he, I mean, I definitely am not implying that he's an amazing quarterback either but I'm anxious to see where he can capitalize on success somewhere else I just I don't know that we'll see it with the bill so much but I just don't think we're done hearing about Mitchell Trubisky I think we'll hear from him in the future and I mean it is football injuries can happen so I mean not that I want that that out there but yeah (laughs) bad juju I mean love Josh Allen but (laughs) you know I'm just saying Injuries do happen. So I think it's good for the Bills in the sense that like, I think he's a solid backup. He has experience. He's young. And if it came down to it, you know, I think he could go out there and perform. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely interested to watch because I do think you're right. I mean, he definitely has a a bad rap, but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it is the bears, right? I feel like there's so many other quarterbacks in the league that are less than par as well, but get way less hate because they're not part of the bears organization. Well, and I think the bears too, like I was saying about their toxic upper management. I mean, I think it's just very evident and very clear based on the, the moves and the decisions that they're making. They just don't, they have no intent of winning a fucking Super Bowl. Sorry to all the Bears fans. That sucks. And I would be protesting livid. But I think this is good for Mitch to like get out of there. Yeah, me too. Fun I'm excited fact. to see how this plays out. So yeah, hoping for the best for old Mitchell. <laughs> um, I had to bring this up because we are talking about Chicago Bears and only because I didn't realize that Andy Dalton is officially going to be the starter. Yeah, I, well, like, I didn't realize he was going to be a starter, but they told him in, with his contract like that he will be the starter. Yeah, I knew that they had told him at this time he would be the starter, but in my head, I interpreted that as if for some reason <laughs> the Russell Wilson thing would go through, obviously they would take it and yeah. he would not be starting. But I think at that point, they knew it wasn't going to happen. They signed him intent with intent to start him, but if for some reason something else would go through... Like, I think that would change, but yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, I think Andy Dalton can do it. I'm I'm excited about that. Anyway, we'll see. I just like him as a person. So, well, I'm anxious for this entire NFL season, but speaking of NFL, just a little bit of news of TV contracts. There was a recent agreement between Disney ESPN and the NFL. So yeah, the Agreement states first Super Bowls under Disney ESPN NFL agreement, Super Bowl 2026 season and Super Bowl 2030 season. So those will be the first Super Bowls under that agreement. ESPN Plus is to stream one exclusive national game annually beginning with 2022 season. Uh, beginning with 2023 season, annual divisional round game in addition to an existing wild card game. 35% more regular season games, so 23 each season across ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Plus, and then Monday Night Football top team appearances increase, flex scheduling added for week 12 and beyond. So it doesn't look like anything's going to change this coming year, but starting 2022 is when they'll start. But 
I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I just don't want it to fuck with me being able to watch it. Right. Like I pay extra money for red zone and all that yeah. stuff because I can't watch football without Andrew Siciliano <laughs> um, in the t- like whatever, yeah, you know, I feel um, like that's yes. Or I'm sorry. That's like direct TV. Specific, it is. So it I don't is. know that that would necessarily change. No, I know. No, I'm just making a point of like, look what happened with all the other, with all this streaming and stuff. Right. Like I can always watch NFL games always because we have cable or whatever. Right. So with this, is it going to be like, obviously if I have cable, I have ESPN, but like then ESPN plus it's like, are they not going to be on any other ones and exclusively on ESPN plus? Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of the annoying thing about just today, right? Everybody got rid of cable to get these subscriptions, but now it's just basically like having fucking cable again and we're spending even more money. Yeah, no, so- that is, it is getting super frustrating. I can't say I'm really surprised by this agreement. I actually think I've, I mean, I've been talking about this verbally and I'm pretty sure I've said it in a prior podcast before that I figured something like this was coming because sports is really what rules yeah. you. You can have whatever subscription you model, whatever, but whoever carries the sports is who carries the power. And that's just the God's honest truth. So I do think this is interesting. And I really figured something like this was coming. We saw last year an Amazon Prime game. We saw the Nickelodeon games that was interesting. So this doesn't shock me at all, but I'm with you. I have questions in the same right. What does that mean? Is this the exclusive place? Which judging by this contract, I think that's what it's saying. Those particular games will be exclusively on these channel services. Thankfully, I already have Disney Plus and I think there's like a Disney Plus ESPN Plus bundle for 12 bucks a month. It's not a lot, but I agree with you. We are getting to a place where it's like now every single cable outlet has a streaming service and then you end up paying for 95 streaming services and it's more than your cable cost. So it's like, what are we doing, people? What are we doing? So yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. You know, I think the world is changing in terms of how we view things and streaming is certainly taking over. And it was just a matter of time when these TV contracts are up that they're, you know, the Hulus and the Netflix and the Disney's and all of them are of course going to be battling to get sports on their program. So yeah, I am 1000% not shocked at all. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just, it's exhausting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wish, I just want there to be one streaming service that I can purchase that just has all the sports. Because even with the tournament going on right now, it's like we've got fucking games on like True TV and then ESPN and then TBS. And I'm like, what's happening? Like, what, like, why can't it all just be in one fucking place? I know. So stupid. But of course not. Like, money rules the roost. So, duh. It does. Okay, well, we will move on. That's football. Yeah, not a lot to report on for football, just different trades happening. I mean, I know there's more. We're not going to report on every single one of them, just the ones that really stand out to us or impact us particularly. But those are the two that happened this week that I thought to touch on. So, yeah. Okay, moving on to a topic I don't even know where to start with this, to be honest. I believe you're going for. NCAA men versus women. (laughs) Yeah. So exactly. Moving on to March Madness. Obviously, we are in the throes of both the men's and women's tournaments right now. The men kicked off this past Thursday with the first four. They started the round of 32 today. The women's tournament kicked off today at noon. But before we get into the details of the games specifically, we unfortunately have to start out this segment by having a very important conversation. If you are not aware, both tournaments are being held in a bubble. The men's is in Indiana. The women's is in Texas. Both tournaments are being funded by the NCAA themselves. And in the first few days, pictures and videos are coming out from inside the bubbles comparing the men's setups to the women's setups. And y'all, I just, I can't believe we're having to fucking have these conversations. I know. But we are. It really seems unreal, especially because before I even looked at anything and I just heard immediately what it was or that there was, there were the, they were being compared. I, I don't know. I heard a lot of different things, right? Immediately I was pissed because I was like, that's fucked up. But I'm like, well, I haven't looked at anything yet. So I shouldn't be able to have a full opinion without seeing it with my own eyes. And then some other people were like, well, it's just the way it's like they didn't give women high enough dumbbells. And then when I actually looked into it myself, I nope. was like, no, they actually gave them one set of dumbbells. That was it. One set, one set. Well, okay. Yeah. And it's like not even one set. It's not a set. It's literally a 
set of dumbbells that maybe goes up to like 25 it and it's 30, that, it yeah okay yeah, 30 so. and it's one that you would buy from like walmart that you would keep in your fucking closet yeah and that's supposed to be a, a hotel gym yeah and then six yoga mats yeah that's it and that's what i mean like one rack of dumbbells that was like from five pounds to 35 or to 30 pounds Yeah. So, and then the men's is thousands and thousands of square feet of just endless weight racks, endless treadmills, endless machines. It's insanity to me. And then I'm sitting here saying this is insanity and I can't believe we're having this conversation. But at the same time, it's like, well, I guess I'm really not that fucking surprised, but this is the problem. This is just acceptable behavior and it's not okay. I won't even say brava to the NCAA for fixing it because once Sedona Prince from Oregon posted the stuff, like she did, I think a before and an after, but she was like, and here's our weights. And then she's like, and here's the men's. And then afterwards, so like the, obviously the NCAA addressed it, like the vice president, what's her name? Lynn Holzman came out with a statement and, but essentially just blamed it on, you know, like space. They're like, it's not a money issue. It was a space issue. So then this Sedona chick gets back on there and she's videoing again. She goes space, like videoed around. It was like, here's the dumbbells. And then she like pans around and it's just like a huge, like it was their practice gym facility. So it's like a gym floor. And then like a whole other half of the side of the building. It was was a lie. It was a complete lie. They have put in space and this is just an NCAA not being fucking accountable. They're, they're not holding up to anything. They're literally acting as though like they're lying and they're not holding themselves accountable. They did come back and end up like filling in the space and like giving these women what they should have had to fucking begin with. But they were like, well, the intention was to not do this. It was to add stuff later once more space became available. So when all this stuff came out, Yeah, they've now gone in and fixed it, but it's like this shouldn't have to fucking happen for this to be getting taken care of. Nope. Like it never should have happened to begin with. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. So somebody that minimizes this situation, I think, like uh Sedona said, she was like, if this doesn't infuriate you, then you're part of the problem. Yes, absolutely. You are absolutely part of the problem if you don't get why this is an issue. And it's it doesn't end with the gym equipment. The swag bags that they all got had the women's had about uh, less than a third of shit that the men got. There was a picture of the men's swag bag. It took up the entire hotel bed where the women's was literally like a fucking speed stick, a towel, and like a bag. It was ridiculous. The other thing is the food. So the men have this like fucking steak and shrimp buffet style chicken, barbecue, mac and cheese, this whole oh, buffet mm-hmm. style of anything they could ever ask for. And then you see the vi- the picture of the women's, which was literally a mystery meat that no one can even identify what the fuck it is. And it looks like a picture from the goddamn fire festival. That's what it looks like. What? This is not okay. This is unacceptable fuck off. This is a problem. And again, like the NCAA is taking zero fucking accountability for it. And that pisses me off. And the fact that this has been in the works for literal months, if not years, we didn't have the tournament last year. They've been planning building a bubble. bubble. Yeah, forever. And not only did it go through men, it went through women. Yeah, right. This is the problem. It's a systematic problem where women just are like, just trained to just accept it. Yeah. Well, and I think the point which you already made is, okay, well, you did it for the guys. So why not just exactly replicate that for the females? Like, I don't understand why, why are they so different? I don't, I, I don't understand. We only had, cause I think one of the statements she, that, uh, Holzman, the vice uh, president was making too, was that, you know, the, they've been working, you know, tireless hours for the last six months to try to prepare for this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you did it for the men. Yeah. You did it for the men. So I don't exactly. understand why you are saying this in reference to the female facilities when you did it already. So how There's is it no so excuse. hard to plan for the female bubble as it is? I get it. I get that it's hard. Yeah, everything you just said. This is embarrassing. It's disgusting. It's disrespectful. How many people did this have to go through? Who the fuck approved this? Is this a joke? The NCAA doesn't give a fuck about student athletes, and they definitely don't give a fuck about women student athletes. Like they claim to do, all they care about is money, and here we are, prime example, and they're not even owning up to it. I mean, at some point, somebody had to know the men are getting this and the women are getting shit, and it was just fucking okay. And if I hear one more goddamn person say, 
oh, well, the NCAA isn't held to Title IX. Fuck off. That doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it okay. Also, if I hear one more fucking person say, well, the men bring in more money than the women. No fucking shit they do. Look yeah. at what look at what they get versus what the women get. Of yeah. course the women aren't going to be successful. How can they be? They're not yeah. given the same fucking resources that the men are. So yeah. go fuck yourself. And don't even get me started on that bullshit because let's talk women's fucking soccer. Yeah. Versus men's soccer. Fuck you. They get paid so much more and the women are the ones winning everything. Exactly. How sad is that? One of my like most favorite memes ever of all time was like, for a country who hates women and soccer, we're really good at fucking women's soccer. (laughs) (laughs) So accurate. But back to my point, do people think this is a fucking fluke? Do people think that this isn't what happens every single day, every single event when it comes to women versus men? This is the reality of it. This is pissed, y'all. I am pissed. I'm pissed pissed. and I'm sad because there's people out there trying to, in some way, defend this. And there's no fucking defense whatsoever. No. It's just, it blows my mind. It's a systematic issue. It has to change. As women, we have to stop accepting this behavior. We have to stop being conditioned to just be appreciative of whatever comes our way. We have to demand better and we deserve better. Point blank, period. Yep. And another thing, the NCAA apparently is, so in the bubble, your team is only allowed to bring so many people, right? Coaches, staff. Players, yeah. So there are several female coaches who have recently given birth and need to bring their infant children along because Mm -hmm. they have to feed them for survival. And the NCAA is making them count those children as people in their bubble. So if a female coach wants to bring her infant child along, that means one less staff member or one less player or whatever has to come off because the baby counts as a person. (laughs) Like, this is a fucking joke, right? That is unfathomable. Yeah. So, or the other option is that coach doesn't go because she has a baby. Cool. That's not the exact definition of discrimination. Fucked up. What is the mom supposed to do? Just be like, well, I guess my baby won't fucking eat or I'll just not be able to fulfill my job. Jess, obviously she shouldn't have had a baby during basketball season. Exactly. Of course. Yeah. She should have gotten pregnant at a different time. So it didn't interfere with basketball. You're absolutely right. Because she also, she impregnated herself. Yeah. I, I, I was not aware of that. And that just gets my blood boiling. Yeah. No, I know. I really had to like I know I'm fired up right now, but this is calm in comparison to what I was when this news first came out. You guys are lucky that we're hungover and not (laughs) um, chugging mimosas. Yeah, no, this conversation would be going very differently. It's so fucking true. But again, this is just, it's disgusting. And it's just at the end of the day too, it's like, what the fuck did y'all think was going to happen? This is not the excuse that this is not the mindset, but it's like, at the end of the day, did you really not think that this was going to come to light in the current climate that we're finally in where these situations are coming to the forefront and being addressed and people are finally starting to see discrimination and how it happens and different minorities and things like that. Did you really think that this was okay? That just highlights to me where the problem lies is that this went through multiple levels of approval and no one fucking thought, hey, um, yeah, I think up. that the, there's a little bit of unfairness in terms of like weight room, food, like swag bag even. Like it comes down to that. What the fuck? And after all the and money. And all that shit's probably free anyway. Exactly. It's all fucking promotional items for yes. the NCAA to begin with who yes. profits billions of dollars off of fucking collegiate athletes. It's so ridiculous to me that this is a thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's mind boggling. I, yeah, so fucked up. up. Also, I'm having a hard time seeing or knowing if these is actually mascara under my eyes or if my under eyes are really this dark. (laughs) Why is my face red? I'm so like, it looks like I laid out in the sun for eight hours yesterday and I did not. Oh my God. I'm going to have to do six face masks or something. But anyway, moving on from that actual insanity, we'll talk a little bit about the tournament so far. The women's tournament, like I said, really just started today. Not a whole lot to report yet. 
Honestly, no real upsets have occurred so far. The Georgia Tech-Stephen F. Austin game was super good. If you get a chance to check that out, Georgia Tech was a four seed, Stephen F. Austin a 12 seed, and today they ended up going into overtime. Georgia Tech ended up pulling it out, but this breaks Stephen F. Austin's 19 consecutive game winning streak. And like I said, they won it, Georgia Tech won it in overtime, 54 to 52. But other than that, pretty seamless, straightforward in the women's tournament. So far, not even halfway through the round of 64 or so. I'm sure that will change, but no other upsets at this time in a lot of the games. There was a few good games, but nothing like extremely close. The men's tournament, we have a few notable situations. Ohio knocked out Virginia, which was a 13 seed beating a four seed. My alma mater, or one of my alma maters, uh, North Texas, beating out Purdue as a 13 seed. Well, and wasn't that their like first double uh, NCAA win in like school history? Yeah, they've made it to the tournament, I think probably less than a handful of times, but they've never made it out of the first round. So yeah, yeah. first so, win in the tournament. They play Villanova tonight. A big one, Ohio State, Oral Roberts. Ohio State as a number two seed, losing to a team I had never heard of before as a 15 <laughs> yeah. seed. That was wild. They went into overtime. So Texas many athletes. losing to Abilene Christian was big last night. Texas was a three seed. Abilene Christian was a 14 seed. I actually ended up taking Abilene Christian plus eight and a half. I really had faith. I didn't know that they would win, but yeah. I definitely thought they would cover. They're really hot offensively. And a lot of people have been buzzing about them and how good they are this year. So I wasn't, I actually, like I said, I didn't know that they would win, but I wasn't surprised at how close the game was at all. Wisconsin ended up knocking out UNC, even though they lost to Baylor today. So Wisconsin's now out. That broke North Carolina's streak. Their coach, Roy Williams, was 29-0 and 0 when it comes to first round tournament wins. Yeah. So he's now 29-1. and 1. UCLA beat BYU. Syracuse beat South, uh, San Diego State University. Rutgers beat Clemson. Maryland over UConn. Those are all other upsets that happened. Well, Syracuse first... just beat West Virginia today too. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Syracuse yeah. went on to beat West Virginia, which was another upset. Syracuse was an 11 seed. West Virginia was a three. Kind of nuts, by the way. I Yeah, everyone's yeah. insane. Syracuse well, was like highly underrated. So well, and uh, they, they're proving so, yes. Yeah, I mean, they definitely came out like hot and had, they were up by a ton, but then the second half, it kind of ended up being, or being a much closer game but then literally in the last go figure i mean that's basketball right oh yeah definitely that took 20 minutes to watch yeah oh fuck yeah (laughs) trust me friday i worked from home and it was an excellent day to work from home because i just literally had basketball on the entire day and just had my computer on the couch just checking emails but it was and even like the very first game was overtime so close it was just crazy i was so happy considering we didn't even have the tournament last year i was like crying i was so happy (laughs) (laughs) um Loyola Chicago also killing it. They knocked out number one seed today, Illinois, which it wasn't even a close game. They ended up winning 71 to 58. So that was crazy. Illinois was highly favored. People thought they might win the tournament. We've also already had a COVID situation. VCU had to withdraw against the Oregon Ducks. They moved on, which Oregon was the seven seed there and VCU was a 10 seed. But who knows what would have happened, but... That's our first COVID withdrawal so far, at least in the actual tournament itself. Yeah. And then, like I said, we're recording this on Sunday. So right now there's six minutes left and Rutgers is beating Houston 56 to 47. That's a 10 seed over two seed. And that's wild. Houston also heavily favored. Tech lost today, which they were a six versus Arkansas, a three. They lost by two points, which I caught Tech might pull that one out. I took them. Obviously not a good idea. And Oregon State, Oklahoma State play later today. And then also North Texas and Villanova play later, which I also already mentioned no more perfect brackets already no done more. yeah i think oral roberts really started that and then texas finished it off last night oh for sure yeah i'm sure a lot of people had ohio, ohio. State or texas <laughs> yikes so yeah it's been a very exciting tournament so far and i'm like i said i'm sure the women's will also be just as exciting once they kind of get going further into it yeah just really been following along placing bets been pretty successful nothing crazy i've been 
betting on five, six, seven teams a day, just ones that I feel good about. There's some that I'm just like not even willing to fuck with. Like UNT or North Texas, I really have not wanted to bet on them at all just because I feel like I'm a little bit not, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but just I've been avoiding them. And some of these heavy, heavy lines, like plus 26 and a half, like I'm just not fucking with that at all. Oh God. So I've been, I've been winning more than I've been losing. So I really need to go in and update our unit count like we're definitely plus units but i also have a lot of money still tied into futures that i talked about last episode the overtime prop has already cashed it cashed the first day because there was there was was three overtimes the first day and my prop was over three and a half yes so i was thinking i still needed one more but i forgot that there was an overtime in the first four so the overtime prop that i took cash day one the other ones obviously like the future of like who wins the tournament will have to wait until the tournament ends for those and then the buzzer beaters we really haven't seen any buzzer beaters so far yet hopefully we'll start seeing some more of the true buzzer beater action right because i've got a few props with i think two buzzer beaters and three buzzer beaters but i don't know we'll see yeah definitely exciting so far i know i love it, it. i is. love it so much i know this week is gonna be so crazy i'm gonna get like no sleep it was nice with it being friday saturday sunday really glad that we're actually having the tournament and i hope we keep the covid juice uh-huh. to a minimum so i agree we'll see what happens there i just hate that right like it's like injuries it sucks and yeah. And you're totally out of the tournament. Like, God, what a nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's really it. I don't have anything else for this episode unless you do. No, I mean, I don't know if you obviously you've noticed because you can see me, but I'm getting like lower and lower. Yeah. And yeah. Lower. Rainy is now like basically sleeping. So <laughs> I am horizontal. Yeah. She's just like keeps slumping and slumping lower and lower. And she's now legit just like laying down in her bed. <laughs> I am actually dead. I am dead, y'all. Sorry, guys. We, sorry for partying. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, not sorry. But who knows? If anything crazy happens, maybe we'll hop on here and do a little mini emergency press conference. Yeah, emergency Um, episode, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, a lot of basketball action, and we'll be right back at it next week. We're just going to be a little bit off schedule in, in terms of like recording a couple days earlier, but nothing too major. Yeah. We're at least going to continue pumping it out for you. So yeah, you're welcome. As always, please go like, subscribe, review, follow us at Women Can't Parlay, Twitter and Instagram. And then also any love that you can give us on our podcast itself, Apple, Spotify, anywhere that you prefer to listen to podcasts. And again, big thank you to Jump the Sharp for their shout out. Please go show them some love as well. But yeah, let the madness continue. Maybe we'll come at you next week with a, a little bit more energy, a little bit more pep in our <laughs> Hey, we pulled it together. We pulled it together. But yeah, yeah I'm going to pass the fuck out as soon as this is over. That's for sure. Oh, word. Yeah, at the eight o'clock, I'm like, uh, I have a lot of things I need to do, but sleeping seems to be at the top of my list. Yeah, I'm going to avoid all of my responsibilities and just go straight to fucking sleep. So, <laughs> Absolutely. What a nightmare. All right. Well, peace out, Girl Scout. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in again. We love you guys. Good fucking night. Goodbye. And and goodbye. Women can't. Women can't. Women can't. Women can't. Women can't. Our legs.